My name is Anders Köhler. That's the right pronunciation in Swedish. And uh, literally translated, it means Andrew the charcoal maker. <laughs> but I am actually a journalist. <coughs> I work at um, AMP, which is a um, small but uh, strong uh, global media consultant with big and influential clients on one side and a proper Robin Hood profile on the other side. <laughs> Invoicing rich clients shamelessly. <laughs> putting the money into grassroots focused efforts. Ah, it's like farting in an elevator. But I have to start here, unfortunately. <laughs> the, the neoliberal economy is giving us a beating. And any person on this stage today has felt the impact of it. How it negatively influences uh, social structures, of course, and environment, but also science and research. <coughs> um, Major population layers, thank God, uh, have the last year opposed this uh, uh, prevailing market fundamentalism, I would call it. Uh, but um, the academic world is betraying us, or at least pulls in the other direction. 99 out of 100 universities in this world still teach the prevailing neoliberal ideology as if it was a scientific truth. Or, or the only option. <coughs> My full conviction is that if we don't change this financial system in its foundations, we will all here be doomed to be helpless soldiers on an eternal battlefield. Now, finance interests have taken a grip on the academic world, and um, today it just mirrors the profit-centered globalization. We have uh, many scientists simply selling out, giving alibi to fraud, interfering destructively in research results, um, or at the best, they are hostages in a rigid and closed system. One example of that could be uh, Lake Naivasha uh, in uh, at the heart of Northern Rift Valley in Kenya. Uh, it's uh, a magnificent piece of nature, or rather was, uh, with um, wildlife abundance uh, that you really uh, have to give credit to, but, um, and especially it's uh, bird and uh, insect life uh, with, uh, with many indigenous species now, 20 years ago, a good 20 years ago, Dutch and Israeli businessmen got their eyes on this lake and uh, it quickly became a center for flower farming. Today, uh, exporting around 70 tons of fresh flowers per day from the area to Europe, pumping up 10 million liters a day from the lake, returning just a fraction of it, uh, saturated with uh, pesticides and fertilizers. Uh, 
Uh, today the lake is dying. Uh, the water level during dry seasons is five to six meters below historically normal levels. Fish species die. No indigenous fish species are left. The fishermen of Lake Naivasha can no longer get to catch, and the magnificent bird life is quickly uh, losing its reputation. In 2006, we were invited uh, to University of Boros to hold a work, uh, week-long workshop, and uh, together with the students, we decided to pick a fight, joining forces with the local resistance. <coughs> we did a lot of interviewing. We collected uh, the data we could find, considering the fact that the poor local population didn't have any chance to do any environment, environment monitoring, but we still got enough to, make a, to launch a proper campaign in Sweden. We built uh, a website, uh, we made a documentary, um, we planted a massive amount of documentation at key media outlets. <coughs> as soon as this campaign started, Swedish media were flooded with fake science and fake research. Uh, among others, the International Flower Council sent around a thousand pages with uh, um, evaluation reports, research reports, uh, science, scientific data, and of course we lost the battle. I mean, uh, Swedish media listened to the scientific uh, approach, the outburst of the scientific world, and our many eyewitness reports and our documentation was just ignored. <coughs> we were silenced. Now, another academic failure or dip or whatever we can call it could be the Lamu archipelago, also in the north of Kenya, along the coast, close to the Somali border. Lamu Island especially, a world heritage with lots of uh, uh, beautiful nature, a rich culture and a rich, rich tradition, but really poor people. Uh, they are hit both by oil drilling and the construction of a large oil port. <coughs> We met uh, with the local people in uh, 2005 and um, we could hear quite a lot of concern from the locals. They had seen already what oil prospecting uh, is doing to their environment and they knew that uh, miles of unique coral reefs would be blasted away. But during these meetings we also met um, environment activists among the fishermen who had been both beaten quite heavily, I mean hospitalized, and shot at by hired hoodlums. Uh, High-level Kenyans were accused of shady interests in the drilling and uh, an Australian company and, and an American company was also named. <coughs> Without investigating these allegations further, we outlined the technical concept uh, that would um, secure environment observation. Uh, its foundation was real-time interaction with, uh, between mobile phones and the academic world. It was quite a simple concept at the first glance. Um, together, uh, we talked actually with, uh, 
with the universities on two continents and uh, the structure was uh, easy to put together. There was a great interest among the basic research scientists. Uh, the, the concept is really simple. Um, together, local communities um, and um, scientists pinpoint, sorry for that, pinpoint um, research areas, so-called transects. And within these transects, uh, the local population gets responsibility for, for scientific uh, monitoring, for planting scientific results. Through an SMS uh, system, uh, with um, uh, camera-equipped mobile phones, local fishermen uh, place the uh, observations straight into global, global uh, research archives through uh, an intricate SMS system. <coughs> uh, we were quite proud of this concept it would give the poor fishermen along uh, the Kenyan coast a real chance to influence. It would uh, definitely secure their observations within seconds, place it in global ownership, out of reach for uh, tampering, out of reach for official denial. Uh, it would forward the scientific knowledge also from the scholars to the local communities, and this way giving a a wider, more scientific understanding of, of phenomena, phenomena that uh, the local population so far had maybe explained in traditional terms or never even reflected on. For the, for the academic community, it would mean that uh, uh, the simplicity of the directness of this report structure would actually give a, a, a huge flexibility uh, you could change uh, uh, research focus or redirect research results without doing anything but changing a report form. It would... Uh, the grassroots involvement would uh, uh, furthermore make use of local knowledge uh, about local conditions and uh, this would uh, of course help the scientists when planning the project, the, the the specified research areas, finding transects, understanding local uh, uh, prerequisites. Finally, uh, giving so much back to coastal communities of, of um, influence and, and um, control, it would um, create a strong self-interest. And uh, this is, uh, I think, the foundation for any sustainable environment uh, ob uh, research or environment observation. In 2006, we presented this concept for the first time to um, a handful of organizations working with Kenya's marine environment. We got some support, but I must say lukewarm. And to most of these organizations, it was just high-tech dreaming. And they told us so many times that uh, this technological venture wouldn't work. Now, finally, we proved them wrong. <coughs> now, final, uh, uh, of course, I have to mention Kenya Marine Forum, uh, because Kenya Marine Forum is quite interesting. It's uh, uh, um, uh, an umbrella organization organizing more than 400 community-based organizations along the Kenyan coast. And they just love the concept, because they saw the grassroots foundation, and they saw the influence it would give them. 
today, it looks different. This was 2006. Today, um, you have, we have another technical level. I mean, look at the immense uh, digital information density. Look at uh, how wide embracing uh, the communication structures are today within the dig digital world. Um, when we presented, uh, when we started looking for project partners, whoop, uh, we, were, we, 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 um, we had a situation where the Kenyan coast was covered by mobile phones, but there was no online capacity. Today, major parts of the world are online and mostly through mobile operators and when we introduced the drop-down concept in 2006 we were depending on java-based phones and they needed to be pre-programmed uh, we had to construct an sms system in full convergence with all these different university databases and furthermore a system that would um, sort and distribute automatically the data into adequate archives. Today, you just make an app. <laughs> it's, it's a revolution uh, if you look at the original drop-down concept. It's easy to make an application uh, and that application directs the user straight to the specific targets we decide. In our case, it's a digital report form. <coughs> there are a number of, of H, uh, open source programs to do this from HTML code. So anyone who can build a simple website can also build an application. And with a smartphone, you have a chance to build really, really intricate report forms. Now, today drop-down is just one of many examples on how interactivity can add an extra dimension to science and strengthen basic research. I mean, basic research is losing by the year due to these finance interests. But it's not used. Instead, we see uh, how finance interest shrinks basic research. As I told you, by the year, instead we have uh, spearheaded peak projects, specify funds, and they are all focused on uh, business-focused product development. And that's why the academic world today holds scientific results, research results, as secrets. That's a nasty situation. Remember the DNA pattern. It's even in basic research uh, we can see it. So <clears throat> it's obvious uh, that uh, the academic world has lost contact. They have failed to, to keep a dialogue with us ordinary people. They are working for someone else. An academic world controlled by finance interests has put the lid on. We have to remember in that case to the 
media concentration. I mean, it's just, it's just a little bit more than a handful of media conglomerates that for years had a monopoly on, on uh, problem definitions. Now, luckily, ICT and Internet has made up a little bit in balance. During the last years, we have seen a number of interesting, popular efforts inciting uh, community engagement, social engagement. And uh, the Arab Spring would not have been without ICT, Internet, mobile phones and uh, social interaction. <coughs> also, of course, the scientific world has uh, been uh, benefiting from the ICT development, but, uh, and they have some really powerful tool to use our scientists today, thanks to, to ICT. But it's mostly introvertly handled by scholars, and uh, there are very, very few uh, concepts that actually work with interaction, communication, and knowledge forwarding. So, to us it's easy to see that drop-down, even is in its simple original SMS-based version, still opens a new door, and even more with the new smartphone concept. The question is no longer how to do it. Uh, the question is the question itself. What do we want to know? Because we are, it's, we are able now to, to, to wide-scale ask around in, in local communities. What do we want to know? That's the question. We can measure anything. Social structures, coral bleaching, village economy. Oh, well, you see, it's species density, job distribution, oxygen levels. It's all possible to do a wide-scale collection of those data with uh, with a mobile phone based concept the nice thing remember is that it goes straight from the activist on ground into research archives so it's all there Already today, it's almost impossible to fail if you use this concept. We need to ask, we need the academic world to talk to us, to ask us ordinary people. That's the big issue. We need to empower basic research. Uh, we need to counter the uh, elite thinking and the closed academic world with this type of solution, for, among others. And if we do it, we will reach Wuthering Heights, that's for sure. The tools are there. Already today we can see it in a number of rapidly growing uh, applications for, for interactive mobile phone-based interaction in construction businesses, in, in administration, in service businesses, in healthcare. It's all there and it's at full juice in, uh, in uh, Europe, for instance. Now, since we have the technology to do it, I think we should really make sure that it's used for our purposes. Uh, and 
only or not only by us also by this corroded academic world and uh, I must tell you that um, sharing is love and love is sharing and that's why Ted is among other things and we are happy to share this concept it's there you just take contact with us and we'll give it to you thanks a lot <laughs>